1: the Almighty and may send his peace and his blessings on Muhammad on his family and on his companions and inshallah my hope for you is that you enjoy this program if anyone who is living through any form of pain grief or has been afflicted with any forms of hardships and such hardships that results in sadness and restless nights for the cure this program filled with dosages taken from various sources we look at the Quran we look at the Sunnah we look at it anecdotes, parables and some true stories and even some poetry. My message to you this afternoon, rejoice and be happy. Remain positive and at peace. Live life as it should be lived. Live wholesomely, happily and productively. Trust your talents, develop them. Forget about those troubles and concentrate on the positive and the good destination that ultimately a positive attitude leads to. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome once again to The Voice of the Cape 91.3 and inshallah, I want to share this with our listeners for this afternoon. That idleness, to sit and do nothing, it can become destructive. Most people who suffer from worries and anxieties are the same people who are idle and they're inactive. So we need to make ourselves active. And as we know, rumors and gossip are the only profits or dividends for those that are bankrupt of meaningful and fruitful work. So apply yourself. Apply yourself to something and work hard at it. Read, recite, glorify Allah Allah's praises. Write, visit friends, benefit from your time. In short, do not give a single minute away to idleness. The day that you do will be the day that anxieties and worries will enter your mind. That's how it will find its way into your life. Another thing, superstition, evil whispers, these are the vices that will enter one's mind. So allowing you to become a playground for the games of the devil Don't grieve over the person Who forgets or denies The favors you once gave to him For your desire Should be solely For the reward of Allah Don't worry about what people What you did for people And they're not grateful for what you did for them Leave that Your desire should only be That you gain a reward That you gain pleasure From Allah So continue Perform your righteous deeds purely and sincerely do it for the pleasure of Allah Do not expect either, don't expect a congratulations or gratitude Don't expect that from any person I know there will be some of us that say Yes, but you know, I mean, I I did this, I did that So at least they thank you I tell you today, do not even expect that don't expect that gratitude don't expect that congratulations from anyone do not take it to heart if you confer or you granted someone a favor upon someone and then he or she then turns out to be ungrateful towards you showing no sign not a inkling not a tiny bit of appreciation showing no sign of appreciation for what you have done seek your reward whatever it is that you do of good deeds seek it only and solely from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by that I mean only seek to gain the pleasure of Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says of his righteous slaves in this chapter of Quran chapter 59 verse 8 this translation in English it says they seek bounties from Allah and his pleasures yet another verse which is in chapter 25 Verse 57, say, no reward do I ask of you for this. Another verse, chapter 92, verse 19, and have in his mind no favor from anyone for which a reward is expected in return. And the last verse, also relevant to our point, and uh, this one specifically, verse 9 of chapter 76, we feed you seeking Allah's countenance only, We wish for no reward, nor thanks from you. So, so make your dealings with Allah alone. Allah, He is the one who rewards people for good deeds. He gives, He bestows, He punishes and takes to account. Being pleased with those who do well and angry with those who engage and tend to do evil. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from evil. Let's go for our ad break and we come back once again with this program. <laughs> again perform righteous deeds to it purely and sincerely for the pleasure of Allah don't expect congratulations or gratitude don't expect it from any person and you know I'm thinking of all those uh, people involving themselves with organizations with uh, maybe a soup kitchen or those that try to you know generally do good for the general community and many a times it seems as if though the more good you do, it seems like the more people have negativities to say concerning what you do. As if though they know what is your intentions, as if though they know what it is that you're doing and being so judgmental. But inshallah, our message to you today is that seek your bounties, only seek it from Allah and from Allah's pleasure. And inshallah, Allah will reward you tremendously and greatly for the good work and the excellent work that you do for others. So make your dealings with Allah alone as He is the one who rewards people for good deeds. He gives, He bestows, being pleased with those who do well. A pious person, He fed the best and finest of food to a blind man. And his family said to him, this blind man does not know what he is eating, so give him something of lower quality. He replied, but Allah knows best. Since Allah knows your deeds, knows of the good you do and the help you give to others, remain carefree and untroubled about what people think and continue, continue with the excellent work that you do for your family For your parents, for your children, continue with that work that you're doing. At the same point, at the same time, let us not be of those that, you know, in times of need, we know where to turn to. We turn to Allah. In the times of greatest sorrow and despair, our hearts and our minds, we turn towards Allah. But immediately when that call is answered, immediately when that dua is answered and it removes you from that anxiety, from that grief, then immediately we forget who is the bestower, who is the giver of that bounties. says this Quran, the verse within the Quran very beautifully, وَيَدْعُ That when trouble touched a person, He cried out to us on his side, sitting, standing. And then what happened? When we withdraw his trouble from him. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed that problem, for him. When Allah took him out of that debt in which he found himself, in that life-threatening, perhaps in that disease, in that sickness, trouble with his marriage, with her marriage, when Allah took that problems away from them, Allah gave him a wonderful job. Allah gave him this huge, this wonderful comfort, this home that Allah gave him, a nice house. Cried for children, Allah gave you children. You wanted a better and a, a, a huge salary, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it there for you. You needed a job, Allah granted you a job. So what happens? He cried to us, sitting, standing. And when we withdraw his trouble from him, when we gave him that job, when we gave him that house, when we removed that sickness from him, when we brought her husband or his wife back to him, when we cured his child of sickness, what did he do? He passed on, he lived his life as if though he had not called upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala against the trouble which touched him. May Allah make us grateful. May Allah make us to realize the great bounties and the favours that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestow upon this ummah, bestow upon each and every one of us. It is so important when we reflect on family, we reflect on friends, and reflect on this great bounty that Allah has given us in the form of our loved ones, in the form of our neighbors that we have. And yes... Someone might be saying, What are you talking about? My neighbors speaks about me. It gossips about me. They do all these strange things about me. I can tell you this, that one of the most promising, or ra- ra- rather, one of the most prominent features of the true believer, it is his love for his friends and brothers in faith. A love that is, how do you say this? Untainted. I don't, you don't love the next person because of the material things that that person can give to you. No. Untainted by any worldly interest or ulterior motives. We do not befriend a person because you know, you know that person can organize my a job. No, that's not the reason why we befriend people. I don't befriend people because I know they'll, you know, uh, I can gain something out of them. There's some financial Interests or reward if I should befriend this person or they'll be you know, I can um, He has a bakery so you know, I can get free cake from him <laughs> No for none of those reasons But we befriend people Untainted by any worldly interests while ulterior motives and this This is true love Whose purity it is derived from Islamic guidance that is how I befriend someone based upon my Islamic values and principles and we can take this beyond Islam this is the principles these are values which are evident and found in all religions of the world don't find a religion that say no you shouldn't be free in this one or that one no kindness tolerance respect it is one of those universal principles irrespective of what religion you come from. We saw this. So its effects on the behavior of a principal person, it's very unique in the history of human relationships. The bond that links a mukmin, a Muslim, to his brother or sister. Regardless of the race, regardless of the color or language, the bond that we have with one and the other it is that faith in Allah. It is that which bonds us together. It is that reciting of and loving up to La ilaha Illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa That is what bonds us. And if this should be the bond that bond us as friends, as community members, as neighbors, how strong how firm should not the bond be of brothers and sisters of blood brothers and sisters the relationship that we should be having with our parents with our own blood relations what is the relation that we should not be having with these individuals and yet what do you find in this day and age Brothers and sisters fighting fighting with one another or not speaking to one another because, because you do not have, you don't stay in a nice posh area like I do, you know. You don't drive the car as I do. You don't have the amount of degrees that I have. So brothers and sisters, they tend to not speak to one another. Wallahi, I tell you today that this is the truth. This is what is happening in our communities. True but sad. It is the truth and yet it is sad. What, has, what have we become? Have we become an ummah of status? Is this the only thing that we regard as important? It is status? is it because my brother has a degree and I don't have a degree my sister has a degree, his wife has a degree, uh, my husband has a a degree and you don't have a degree or you don't have this you know this very uh, fancy job so you know you're not good enough to for my parties and my events and for me to visit you you know this there's never enough time you know what happens You're so busy with time or rather, you're so busy; you don't have time to to visit your own brother, your own sister. Are you not ashamed? Astaghfirullah. May Allah forgive us. Merely because your brother or your sister don't live in the posh house which you do, your brother, your sister uh, is perceived, you know, perceived as not being as pious as you don't we a scarf for the other? so you know we they don't deserve our attention no irrespective of who they are or what they are they are still our family they are still our family and they deserve and they are entitled to our respect to us honoring them and to us loving them it is not because they do not have The uh, car which we drive, or they don't live in the area which we drive, or they cannot have the jobs which we do have, that we now tend to, you know, disregard them and have disrespect for them. May Allah forgive us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really and honestly and sincerely, I say this from the depths of my hearts with tears in my eyes, may Allah forgive us. That we do not love one another sincerely and purely for the sake of Almighty Allah. Says the noble Quran in chapter 49 verse 10. That the believers are but a single brotherhood. The brotherhood of faith, of iman. This is the strongest of bonds between hearts and minds. It comes as no surprise that this unique this unique relationship that we should be having bears fruits of love that are very pure and deep and lasting, and Islam and this universal principles it calls for love for the sake of Allah, in which the true Muslim, the true person that has principles and values. In this they find the sweetness of Iman. So listen to this, says our Prophet. And uh, this hadith can be found in uh, the authentic of Bukhari and Muslim. It's as follows. Take a listen. Listen to this. Listen very carefully. Even make the radio a bit louder as you listen to this hadith. There are three things. Listen carefully. There are three things that whoever attains them will find the sweetness of faith. Allahu Akbar, what will you attain? You will attain that sweetness of your iman, of your belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What are the three things? If Allah and His Messenger are dearer to Him than anyone else. So the most dearest, the most closest to my heart, the most beloved to me, it is Allahu Jalla wa Ala, and it is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And inshallah, we'll continue with the other two immediately after the ads. There are three things that uh, whoever tains them will find sweetness of faith. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger are dearer to him than anyone else, and if he loves a person solely for the sake of Allah, and if he would hate to return to kufr after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has rescued him from it, as much as he would hate to be thrown into the fire. So those are the three matters that... A person will find the sweetness of Iman so what is the status of two love one another for the sake of Allah many hadith they describe the status of two people who love one another for the sake of Allah and describe the high position in Jannah which he has promised them, and the great honor which he will bestow upon them on the day when mankind On this day, when mankind is resurrected to meet the Rab of the worlds, among them is the hadith which describes the seven whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will shade on the day when there is no shade but His. And many a times we have heard this hadith, and I want to again listen to this hadith and see what we can derive, what we can learn from it. It's as follows A just leader. A youth who grows up worshipping Allah, a man who is deeply attached to the masjid, and two persons who love one another for the sake of Allah, meeting for his sake and parting for his sake. A person who is called by a beautiful woman and he says, I fear Allah. And then a man who gives charity in secret such that his left hand does not know what his right hand is doing and a man who remembers allahu subhanahu wa ta'ala when he is alone and his eyes it falls up with tears so the two who love one another for the sake of allah are clearly shown to be among those whom allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will shelter with his shade and upon whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will shower his mercy and his kindness. What a great honor! It is enough honor for those who love one another for the sake of Allah that the Almighty Allah will greet them on the day of Qiyamah and say to them, Where are those who loved one another for my glory? Today I will shade them in my shade on the day when there is no shade but mine. And that can be found in the Hadith Book of Muslim. So such is the magnificent honor and such is the tremendous reward that will be bestowed upon those who they truly love one another for the sake of Allah on that day. So love for the sake of Allah and not for the sake of anything else in this life which is filled with greed and desires and interests is very difficult and none can attain it except the one who is pure of heart for whom this world is as nothing compared to gaining the pleasure of Allah it is not surprising that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should give them a status and a blessing which is commensurate with their position in this world above whose concerns they have risen and we find proof of this in the hadith of Mu'adh anu, Who said that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to him That those who love one another for my glory Will have minbars of light And the prophets and the martyrs will wish that they had the same Allah Akbar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to those who love one another for his sake. A gift which is even greater than the status and blessing. That is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's precious love which is very difficult to attain. This once again it's proven, proven to us by the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiya anhu, in which the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam he said that a man went to visit a brother of his in another village so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an angel to wait for him on the road when the man came along the angel asked him where do you intend to go so he said i'm going to visit a brother of mine who lives in this village so the angel asked have you done him any favor for which you are now uh, seeking repayment he said no i just love him for the sake of Allah So the angel told him, I am a messenger to you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sent to tell you that he loves you as you love your brother for his sake. Subhanallah. Look at that. What is the greatest love to ever achieve? What is the greatest love that anyone can attain in their life? It is to get the love of Allah. And Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teach us a method that if we love one another sincerely for the sake of Allah then Allah will love us likewise as how we love our brothers and sisters for the sake of Allah. So isn't that, is that not an easy task? Is that not a very uh, simple way to attain the love of Allah? We ask ourselves that. That this is what we need. This is what each and every one of us requires irrespective of who or what our position in this life or in this world. We need to have, we rather we need to attain the love of Allah. And the way that we can attain the love of Allah is to love each other for the sake of Allah. So I tell you this, brother, love your sister. Brother, love your other brother. Love your parents. I know this might sound strange or a bit rhetorical. Of course we must love our parents. I tell you this today. Love your parents unconditionally. With no conditions attached. Love them. Just love them. It is one of the greatest deeds that you can do for yourself and for your life let's go for our ads and we come back Sister, let us remind ourselves of this. Let's not compete with one another. That's not the reason why Allah created us. Allah did not create us to compete with one another as to who has a you know a more expensive fridge or who has more expensive furniture in their homes or who has more degrees than the other or who earns more than the than the next one. That is not a degree of success. That is not a degree or a level that you know automatically Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now has uh, entered you into his uh, you know circle of shuada and salihin and, and uh, the sahaba or the, the prophets of Allah. No, it is still a matter of our taqwa. That is what separates one and the other. The only the only criteria by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to look at one and the other indifferently, it is in terms of the taqwa. And I can tell you this, that you cannot see on a person, you cannot, none of us can look into the hearts of the next one and say, you know, that one, you know, his level of taqwa, he's on a a tenth level, or he's on a ninth level, or he's on the eighth level of taqwa. None of us can do that. Not by physical appearance. We cannot do that. So the point that I'm trying to bring across here is basically that what a great love that raises a person to a position where Allah loves him and is pleased with him. The teaching of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi goes even further and it states that the better of the two brothers who love one another for the sake of Allah is the one who loves his brother more. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that there's no two men or women who love one another, but the better of them is the one whose love for his brother is greater. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. This is how Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will perceive us in terms of how we love one another. Do we love one another for the sake of Allah? Or do I love you? Because I see what material benefits I can gain from you. billah. Perhaps, perhaps, let us look at this. Perhaps a way or a method that we can once again instill that love for one and the other. It is by speaking constantly or reminding and making our discussions, making it about death. I know it's a, it's a lovely afternoon. it's a wonderful day. you know we already have so much to worry about, making ends meet and putting food on the table. no that's not the reason why I mentioned this. Our discussion we need to make about death because listen to this, listen very carefully, listen to what we can. Listen to the qualities that we can gain by speaking about death. You know, let me tell you this. Often remembering death will be given, a person who often remembers death will be given three qualities. Listen very carefully. Even get a pen and a paper. Perhaps get a pen and a paper, inshallah. I'm going to take about a few seconds or a minute just to allow you to get a paper so that you can write this down, inshallah ta'ala. It's very important information that our ulama share with us. And uh, it's such important information. We're speaking about gaining love or that we should love one another sincerely for the sake of Allah irrespective of what? That we should not look at one and another and our main criteria is status. You know at the next family gathering when Eid comes, when it's, you know when it's Mama and Papa's birthday so when we go attend, when we go to these events, now I can brag with my new car i can't brag with my you know my um my positions that i have or that i've accumulated thus far no that's not the objective we need to love one another for the sake of allah so here's it three things that will make us more mindful inshallah ta'ala, and obviously i speak to myself as that will make us more mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and realize the importance of loving one another for the sake of Allah it is when we make our discussions more often we should be speaking about death And as I mentioned, I know we're dealing with so many issues. You know, the issues of drugs and gangsterism in our community, alcohol, gambling. Uh, We're dealing with, you know, parents trying to make ends meet. We're dealing with sometimes unruly, naughty, ill-disciplined children and uh, children with challenges. And we know, you know, it's not easy raising children. Not at all. It's not an easy job. What works for one doesn't work for the other. We know how it's like you have two, three children in the house, but the method that you use, one child loves you and they just appreciate your style. Then in that same house, the other child thinks you're a demon, thinks you're a monster because of the way that you're doing your parenting. So parenting, it's not just one size fits all. What will work for you perhaps will not work for me. But of, obviously our main criterion would be Qur'an and Sunnah. But obviously it's in our application of that Qur'an and Sunnah, how we bring it across, how we deliver it, how we utilize it with what type of a wisdom we do, we do, do we use when we implement Qur'an and Hadith and Sunnah in our, in our lives. May Allah guide us. So getting to my point, took a bit long to get to it, but here we go. So the person who often remembers death will be given three qualities. Firstly, a person who often remembers death will repent soon afterwards. What does this mean? Immediately when that person commits a sin, when that person err, when that person makes a mistake, that person immediately repents. So number one, repents soon afterwards. This is the qualities that are given to those who constantly discuss and remind themselves about the shortness of life. So they will repent soon afterwards. Those individuals will have a contented heart as well. They have a contented heart. And we know how difficult it is to have a contented heart. This is what everyone is striving for. You know, many of us, we think that, uh, you know, the more I earn, the more content and happy I will be. Some of us think, you know, once I have uh, my own home, then I will be content. Some think, you know, once I have, um, you know, a pair of nice, expensive tackies, then I will start jogging, you know. Then I will start to, you know, become fit. So all these conditions and criteria we have, and our objective is to obtain contentment in life. You know, everyone wants to be contentment. Everyone wants contentment rather. Contentment is that, you know, that peace of mind, that peace of heart. No worries, no concerns, no anxiety, nothing to stress about, nothing to cause you to be depressed about, you know. So everyone is chasing this contentment. And how have we been chasing it? We've been chasing it by um, trying to move up in the ladder in our businesses, you know, have more businesses move up by means of our status in our companies that we work for. Um, you know, uh, s- some even, may Allah protect us from this, but some even scorn and cheat and deceive in order to make money, in order that they can attain that contentment and that happiness. Obviously we know that's not the ingredients for baraka in one's life, to deceive and cheat, steal and trick people. So many of us, we we look for this happiness and this this contentment in material things. So that we can go, you know, we can go to um our parents, our friends, our loved ones, our family, and tell them, you know, you know, I have this now. You know, I'm driving now, a, you know, golf GTI, I golf six now, you know. Uh, yes, that's what I have now, you know, and we and when someone says, Mashallah and we feel happy and we feel proud. Obviously, mashallah, Allah increase you. But it should not be with objective that we're boasting and we're thinking to ourselves that, you know, now I, am, I have reached the pinnacle of happiness and contentment and success with the material things that I have. We know, you know, I know that material things will not bring everlasting contentment and happiness. We know that. You know that. But... When we remember and we remind ourselves constantly about death, that is when we will have a contented heart. Because now I'm conscious of Allah. I'm conscious that what has been decreed for me, Alhamdulillah. Allah put it. Allah put out that risk for me. If this is what I'm earning, Alhamdulillah. If this is the home that I'm living in, Alhamdulillah. It is what Allah has given me. So, that is consciousness of death it being consciousness of Allah and it brings that consciousness of the teachings and the commandments of Allah and one of them is what Allah has decreed for me and for you that we are happy with that with what Allah has decreed and now I become content if we can realize that if we can just realize that what the situation we find ourselves in has been decreed by Allah We can be so much more happier. We don't have to. Then we will not be stressing. We will not be having this anxiety and this depression, you know, of the future. The future still has to come. You can make preparations for it. But we know, we as a planner, plan, in Allah plan, and we see best planner that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I love it when, when our elderly people, when they use this certain term, the certain word, they will say, Mit Allah sa kudrasam," You know, they will, they will have that consciousness that what I have, what I can do, what I, what I possess, what I want to do in the future, what I did in the past, Mit Allah kudrasam, With Allah's power and Allah's might and Allah's glory, always attaching Allah to these things. So having contentment. Point number one, three qualities given to the person who remembers death. Immediately that person will repent soon after committing a sin. A person will have a contented heart. And a person who constantly reminds himself about the shortness of this life. And that death is a reality. Number three, that person will be active in performing acts of worship. That person will always want to perform acts of worship. You will always come, you will find that person reciting Quran. If not reciting Quran, you will find that person in the masjid. If not in the masjid, you will find that person is ready to give his zakah. If not giving zakah, you will find that person ready to give sadaqah. If not giving sadaqah, you will find that person ready sitting with his tasbih and making dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa Taala. And these are the individuals that they always busy in some form of worship. Allahu Akbar. May Allah grant us to be of those. May Allah grant us to be of those who remember Allah. That repent always, that are contented always, that performs act of worship whenever we can. And our lives revolve around this worship. My Salah, it revolves around or rather my life and my day, it revolves around waar gaat ek nou Salah maak? Ek uit, but my gedachte is waar gaan ek Salah? As ons nou gaan, nou holiday we can het nou lekker wat die week op holiday gewid waar gaan ons Salah as so ons nou uit gaan. That is his major concern, Allah Akbar. Let's go for ads quickly. And uh, we'll return with our last few moments of Enjoy Your Life. Peace of mind and excellent service is what you'll get in panel beating with Alpha Body Works. Approved by all major insurance companies, Alpha Body Works Collision Repair Centre produces quality results with exceptional service. Not only do we collect and deliver your vehicle, Alpha Bodyworks also gives you a choice from 11 courtesy vehicles for your convenience. For technology, quality and service, Alpha Body Works is steps above the rest. Call
0: 021-691-9333 or visit alphabodyworks.com. Going on Umrah? Looking for the best deal on foreign exchange? Look no further. Contact Africa Bureau de Change for the best rate and pay no commission. We accept all means of payment. To book your currency order, contact Rafika Abrams on 082 307 6905 or visit our Strand Street office in Cape Town, Mondays to Fridays from 8am to 5pm and Saturdays from 9am to 1pm into Africa we rate you the best yesterday I was uncertain about my future health needs then a stranger held my hand and reassured me today I have a friend who makes my health their priority today I'm part of the Melamed Hospital family and with 24-hour emergency units and ambulances I can call on 0800 786 000 I know Melamed will always be there when I need them Melamed private hospitals your gateway to affordable quality health care Melomed Gates will now open with brand new state-of-the-art ICU, Pediatric and General Wards. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station. 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. <laughs>
1: Before we continue with our uh, next part for our program, let me just uh, bring you the janaza notices that we have received for today thus far. The first notice, the name of the deceased, Mohammed Rafur Beko, known as uh, Buta Furi. Number four, Thomas, uh, close off uh, is this Demon Road, Crossy Park. The time of janazah was at 3.30 p.m. at the Constantia Masjid and then proceeding to the Constantia Kabristan as well. You may contact his son Rashad on uh, 021-705-3418. On, uh, once again, the landline number, this is for this for the son Rashad, on 021-705-3418. Alternatively, on 072. 072- Triple three, eight zero, eight six, for the janazah of Muhammad Rafur Bekel known as Butafuri. The next notice, the name of deceased Shafiq Abrams, the son of the late uh, Muhammad and Amina Abrams, 55 Taurus Road in Sari State, the Masjid, uh, the Darul Islam Masjid in Sari State, and the San Johnson Road. The person to contact would be Faldila on 8 Double three seven nine double one eight nine. Alternatively, on the land line number, it's O two one six three seven eight six seven one. I'll repeat that land line, line number. It's O two one six three seven eight six. 71 for the janazah of Shafiq Abrams the son of the late Muhammad and Amina Abrams of Saudi estate the next notice the name of deceased it's uh, baby Rahma Mia of Three Port Jackson in Belgravia and uh, for details of the janazah the contact person Ibrahima on 021 697 Four, six. Alternatively, Ibrahima may be contacted on 083 403 for baby Rahma Mia. And the last notice that we have received for today. The name of DCs, deceased, Haji Aisha Daniels of 13 Sutfla Avenue, Constantia. Time of janaza was uh, just before Dhur and the Masjid, Constantia, Kabristan, Constantia. Contact person, Umar Hassan on 21 That's the landline, 21 Alternatively, 79 079- 141 one, one for the jenazah of Haji Aisha Daniels Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun The voice of the
0: Cape 91.3 FM Stereo My radio station Your radio station, our radio station, the
1: voice of the Cape. Voice of the Cape 91.3 I'm some costume with you this afternoon with Ismail Philander and uh, the two of us we were at the lunch on this afternoon and what a wonderful occasion to spend it with some of our listeners. You are not there Alhamdulillah you still listening to the Voice of the Cape and what a pleasure it is to always having you tuned into the Voice of the Cape it is absolutely and sincerely it's our pleasure to always have you listening to us and also to always invite us and bring us into your homes via the frequency of 91.3 so still an honor for us to be in touch with you with your honorable selves and alhamdulillah we thank you for that once again if you are audio streaming or if you do have family uh, abroad and they don't know now by by now as yet i'm sure they do know but if they do want to audio stream it's uh, www.vocfm.co.za and yes that's how they can tune into the voice of the cape you know via the internet and uh, they still can have a bit of home even though they are very far. I can recall when I used to do the morning show, uh, the breakfast beat show, and when I used to do uh, many more other shows in the, during the course of the day, I would receive emails and calls from people that were, you know, far as Canada and the New Zealands and the in Saudi, all over the world, people who would call in and email and speak to us. And uh, it's really, I think for them, it it gave them that feeling that, you know, that home, they were still in contact and still in touch with, with what's happening at home. So Alhamdulillah, and uh, we thank and praise Allah for allowing us this, that we can still be in contact with our loved ones far and wide. Before our break, we were speaking about, <clears throat> we were speaking about a person who often remembers death. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant that person three qualities. And those three qualities are that a person will repent immediately or soon after committing any, you know, misdemeanor, any sin, any mistake that that person does. (coughs) Secondly, that person will have a contented heart. And thirdly, that person will be always active performing acts of worship. We'll always be involved in performing acts of worship. So, once again, three qualities when we make death our discussions, when we speak about death, when we remind ourselves about the shortness of death, not that we should be living a life of doom and gloom and thinking, you know, what's the use of doing whatever, I am just going to die. No, that's not the attitude to have. If that is what a, someone might be thinking, that is what we're promoting. Not at all. Please, that is not the attitude that we should be having should be enthusiastic about life, passionate about life. Not thinking to myself, you know, what's the use of doing this or that, I'm I'm, I'm gonna die. No, please don't have that thought. Balance, that's a Muslim's life, that's any individual's life. Balance, have a balanced life. Have of everything but in moderation. So always remember that. Always consult our ulama, consult our Quran, consult the hadith. So, we conclude on that. Repent soon afterwards, have a contented heart, and actively perform acts of worship. That concludes our program for today. Thank you and shukran for joining us. I'll be chatting you to, with you tomorrow at approximately 11.30 till 1. Uh, Taismal Falander will be with you still. For now, assalamu alaikum wa